welcome to another edition of Mets Musings number 508. And it is not a happy edition of Mets Musings. The question to be asked, are the Mets a sinking ship? Swept by the Tigers. The bats went absolutely cold the last two games of that series. One run in the last 22 innings against those Detroit Tigers. Then they lose two out of three at home to the Rockies. Go on the road and lose two out of three to the lowly Cincinnati Reds. Now, this is a team in turmoil. This is a team in trouble. This is a team that needs help offensively, defensively, pitching-wise. The starting pitching is not gone beyond five innings. Uh, except for Justin Verland, that had the best game in Cincinnati. I think he went seven innings or so. Has not performed up to expectations. Uh, the, the show is turning into the uh, injury report. Uh, who we got this week? We got Max Scherzer. He was scratched due to neck spasms. Doesn't seem to be minor, but he's fighting not to go on the injured list. And uh, he was scratched from tonight's start against the Washington Nationals. So uh, we don't know when he is going to start again. It's uh, Kodai Senga got knocked up a little yesterday, banged around. And uh, so, you know, how reliable is he going to be? Justin Verland is the only guy now that they can count on. He's pitched very well in his first two starts back, coming back from an injury. But uh, this team is not hitting. Uh, Alonzo and Lindor are killing this team, killing them. I think Buck Showalter's got to sit those guys down for a day or two. I know they're your big bats, and that's where the big money is and all of that kind of stuff tied up with Lindor, but they are doing absolutely zero. And the strikeouts are, are especially for Lindor, at an alarming rate. He looks like he's totally clueless. He's become, uh, you know, Dave Kingman out there. He either hits a home run or he strikes out. And, I mean, we can't have that. He's the kind of guy hitting second. He's got to put the ball in play. And Alonzo, Alonzo's swinging for the fences still. Can't have that on this team. This is a contact team. They've got to make contact. Get guys on base. Let the big guys drive them in. Well, keep the line moving. They're not doing that this year. And it shows. It shows on the field. The pitching, starting pitching, of course, they've had the injuries. Uh, we have not seen a full rotation yet. With Quintana hurt and then Scherzer, Verlander. Verlander's back. Scherzer's got a little bit of a, a, a neck issue. Uh, Carrasco has a little issue, but he looks like he's on the road back. Quintana won't be back until 
I think June or uh, July, maybe. Um, I I know there's a lot of issues, but you know what? You got to suck it up, and, and and somebody has got to rise up above it all and take charge here. Um, you know, I thought the Verlander with his performance the other day would have turned this around, maybe. But then Senga comes out and he gives up uh, a bunch of runs in the first inning. <coughs> and they're not getting out of that first inning clean. That That's the key. And then it becomes a struggle because, you know, they're not hitting. So if they're down after the first inning, that's not good for this team because then they start to then, – then they're pressing. Then they're trying to score. Uh, what is the answer? I don't know. What is the bright spot? The bright spot has been Francisco Alvarez. Now, I know. I said that he needs to go back down. He still needs seasoning. I still believe that. I believe his catching still needs a little bit of seasoning in the minors. However, however, he has proven me wrong. He is becoming more relaxed with more playing time and has uh, improved tremendously. Both behind the plate, and he's starting to hit. He's been a bright spot. Brett Batty has been a bright spot. It's the two big guys, Alonzo and Lindor, who have been sucking this team down. Uh, and Canha is doing nothing. I mean, they're, they're pulling him out of the lineup now. Uh Escobar continues to do nothing. Are there solutions? Who knows? I I don't know. What I would do is uh, I'd make room on the roster by either getting rid of Vogelbach or Escobar or Kianha or all three of them. And uh, I would bring up Vientos and Maurizio. Move McNeil to left field. Have Maurizio play second base. Guillerme can can be his uh, relief guy. And um, and I would sign Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy is playing for the Long Island Ducks. He's only, you know, thirty miles away or something. They should go out. Scout him, see if he's got anything left. I believe he does. He, he can always hit. Sign him as your left-handed uh, DH. You could use Vientos as your right-handed V8 uh, DH, or as your first baseman or your third baseman to give Brett Beatty uh, a night off. And uh, Vientos even played a little bit of left field, as did Batty. So, look, he's not a a glove guy, Vientos, but he does have some versatility. He can play first. 
He's not going to be Keith Hernandez, but he can play the position. He can't play third. He's not going to be Brooks Robinson, but he's played the position in his career. And in a pinch, he can probably play a little bit of left field. Now, if you're not going to bring these guys up, then I, I don't know what the answer is. This team needs to shake it up a little bit. So maybe you got to you gotta designate for assignment a couple of guys uh, like a Kianha, like an Escobar, like a Vogelbach. Now, Escobar is making nine and a half million bucks so or nine million bucks so i i don't think he'd be the guy to go um but maybe he gets one of those phantom hamstring strains and um you know probably more the choice to go would be uh vogelbach he's not making that much money and uh it would be the logical choice but um this team needs something. It's it's flat, and once they f- fall behind, they are behind, and I don't see anything helping them. All right, let let's take a look at some of the news here. Uh, it's, it's most of the news is I hate to say it, but it's all injury reports. Jimmy Yakupanis was placed on a fifteen day injured list with a left quad strain. Uh, let's see. Carlos Carrasco finished his first rehab start with the Mets AA affiliate Binghamton Rumble Ponies on Tuesday night and made headway toward a return to the majors. Carrasco uh, had an elbow issue. He went three innings, giving up just one run in against the Hartford Yard Goat. So Carlos Carrasco could be on the way back. Uh, but again, he threw 33 pitches and three innings. Even if they get him up to five innings the next time, um, you know, he's going to come back to the Mets and uh, be a less than five inning pitcher. Part of the problem they're having is the bullpen is getting is is getting worn out. They keep using the same guys over and over. They have to. The, the starting pitches going four, five innings, tops. Again, except for Verlander. Got to fill it some way. Tomas Nito was on the uh, disabled list as well, or the uh, injured list, with a dry eye syndrome. Have no clue what that is. Sounds like one of them phony injuries that they make up just to get a guy uh, there, get him off. But uh, he is uh, on the IL as well. So uh, it's been a struggle this season for the Mets so far. As I said, to open up, are they a sinking ship? Not yet, but they're taking water. They are beginning to take water. Can they plug the holes in time and save the USS Mets? I know. Remains to be seen, but we will keep an eye on it here. They've got to turn it around. You know, 
couple of weeks ago, we said they had a stretch of games against the so-called weak teams that they should be cleaning up and should be able to straighten out uh, this season. And part of that stretch, they've been through the majority of the stretch. And in those uh, three, six, nine, nine games, they have gone two and seven. <laughs> now they open up a series with Washington and Washington, a four-game series. They need to win three out of four here. Or... No, not even an or. Two out of four is no good. They've got to take three out of four, if not sweep this series. They don't accomplish that. It it could be devastating. It really could be. And I know it. we keep saying it's, uh, it's early in the season, but uh, it gets difficult after this this week. I mean, next week, Tampa Bay comes into to, uh, City Field for three. Cleveland. Then they travel to Chicago and Colorado. So it doesn't get easy. It gets harder. This was their streak to catch up. Remember last year, the Braves started lousy, but they had that streak where they won, what, 14, 13 in a row and made up all of that ground. That's what the Mets are going to have to do somewhere along the line. Whether they have that streak again or that kind of potential with playing 13 games like they had now against weaker teams, uh... I, I don't know. We'd have to see as the season goes on. But this was their chance to at least get back in the race and stay close. Still a long way to go. And they will be getting bodies back. But you don't want to get buried so far in the standings that it just isn't going to matter anymore. And uh, unfortunately, they're heading in that direction. All right. Let's take a quick break and uh, come back right after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. Hello, baseball fans. You're listening to Baseball Talk Radio, the home of great baseball talk shows. 
At BaseballTalkRadio.com, you're going to find great shows like this one with the great Gary Mack and the Mets Musings Podcast. And now back to the show. Hey, we're back, and now it's time to go down on the farm. Well, the Mets signed Gary Sanchez, the ex-Yankee, to a contract, and uh, he has played in his first two games for uh, the Mets at Syracuse and has done quite well. He's four for seven with two walks in two games since they signed him uh, to a minor league deal. Uh, whether that means anything, whether it, it's going to do anything for the Mets by signing him, we don't know. But uh, at least they are filling out the roster with uh, guys getting injured at the major league level. They're filling it out on the minor league level. So Gary Sanchez is a Syracuse Met, and uh, so be it. Somebody that's not a Syracuse Mets is Khalil Lee. He has been released by Syracuse and the Mets. And, uh, you know, he's had a lot of off-the-field legal issues. And his performance in the field has not been very good. Now, a couple of years ago, everybody thought he was going to be a big star. He's got all the tools. The head's not right. It's okay, you know, it 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 happens with people. Uh the head just isn't right. They just whatever it is, they just don't have the right attitude. They can they can love the game, they can work hard, but there's something lacking. And uh it's a shame. Guy had the talent, had the speed, had power, got a great arm, and just just couldn't keep it together. And then add to that his off the field legal issues, and it just it's too much. And the team can only accept so much. Uh, Mark Vientos and Ronnie Maurizio continue their tour at hitting. As of the other night, Vientos was batting 339 with 11 home runs, 21 extra base hits, and 29 RBI. Ronnie Maurizio was hitting 336 with six home runs and 19 RBI. And I believe he leads the uh, uh, Eastern League, uh, the International League in doubles. Uh, does Ronnie Mauricio so uh, with uh, Syracuse so those guys continue to hit and are banging on the door for a chance to get in here because uh, they're doing a job that they're hired to do and uh, good on them I mean uh, you know you get to the point what do you gotta do to get the the call up but uh, We'll see. It, it could be the spark that this team needs. 
May has been good at Kevin Parada. He's starting to hit for Brooklyn. Parada is one of the Mets' first-round draft picks last year, and he's got a 1.015 OPS in seven May games. Uh, and he got off to a slow start, but now he's starting to come around, probably getting comfortable with the whole uh, professional baseball. The, last year, you know, they drafted him, and then he played in like 10 games or something. Not enough time to get a taste of it. Now he has, now he's getting more settled in playing more regularly and uh, starting to to uh, hit for, for Brooklyn. So uh, good on Kevin Parada. Uh, Alex Ramirez continues to have a good year, and as does Stanley Consuega for the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones. And uh, Binghamton has got a good pitcher there, Mike Vassell. He's allowed in his next his start. He started last night, had a good outing, eight inning pitch, four hits, one earned run, one base on ball. He's got a two point seven zero ERA for the season. The uh, and the uh, game before that, his start before that, he was allowed just one run in six scoreless innings and racked up seven strikeouts and it is a long jump but it is possible we could see mike vassal up by the end of the year if things keep going the way they're going and why not why not other guys have made the jump it it, it seems like the mets never have a, a guy that, that makes a big leap um, okay, Michael Conforto, uh, I think, went from Double uh, A uh, to the majors, uh, but the Mets. They, uh, sometimes you have to wonder if they're too conservative with some of their players. Um, I don't know. Sometimes guys do need seasoning, uh, but sometimes you have to just put a guy and play a guy. Uh, it's nice to see that they're moving Batty up in in the lineup. You know, he hit the in the second spot most of the time down in Syracuse, and uh, you get used to hitting in a certain spot, and then he, to have him hitting eighth, and yet he was hitting. So now at least they move him up to fifth or sixth. Alvarez is still batting ninth, but it seems that uh, he he's okay with that so far. As I said, in May, his bat has warmed up considerably, and uh, he's starting to hit a little bit. So uh, that's good for the two kids. But uh, Syracuse continues to struggle. They are 11-16 and 16 on the season. Let me see. Let's call up the uh, standings here, see if we can get it. Uh, Hartford uh Binghamton is 13 and 16 on the season. They dropped a, a game last night against Hartford uh in the 11th inning. Uh Brooklyn is at 11 and 16 on the season. Uh minor league teams are struggling again and but uh St. Lucie is the big, big struggle, 8-22 and 
And that's really a surprise because uh, St. Lucie, of course, won last year. But it's a whole bunch of new guys. It's it's all prospects. They are in last place, St. Lucie, in their division. Let's see. Where is uh, – well, here we've got uh, – I keep getting St. Lucie. It keeps coming up, but uh, uh, those are the records for the minor league teams. Should have wrote them down for you. Eleven and sixteen for Brooklyn, who have been struggling, and uh, they were hanging around the five hundred mark, and then they had a bad series. And you know the way they do these series now, the uh, six game series, it's it's a little boring to be honest with you, but. Um, it does cut down on the travel, and that's what baseball is all about, saving money and cutting down on the travel. All right, let's take another quick break, and we'll be uh, back to wrap it all up right after this. Or maybe not. Finally, finally tonight, we have a retirement. Matt Harvey, the Dark Knight, who helped pitch the Mets to the 2015 World Series before seeing his career derailed by injuries and an MLB suspension for drug use, announced his retirement last week. To the fans, most importantly, the New York Mets fans, you made a dream come true for me, Harvey wrote on Instagram. A dream I never thought I uh, could be true. Who would have even thought a kid from Mystic, Connecticut would be able to play in the greatest city in the world, his hometown? You are forever embedded in my heart. Goodbye, baseball, and thank you. Matt Harvey retired. What a shame. What could have been, and yet, uh, again, a, a perfect example of the high life. Uh, too much too soon, too much hype. He was terrific, but the injuries uh, derailed him. And you have to wonder, was the high life, the New York City, the Manhattan, you know, the bars, the girls, uh, the sporting events. 
did he not take care of himself and did that cause a lot of these injuries or helped to cause the injuries uh, by not taking care of himself? We'll never know. He's the only one that knows that, but uh, uh, Matt Harvey calls it a career and what a career it really could have been. Uh, But a class act, he goes out with with class and thanking the New York Met fans, especially. So uh, thank you, Matt Harvey, for 2015 and uh, pitched his heart out in that World Series. And uh, we uh, will we'll always remember you as a New York Met. All right, and that's going to wrap it up for today, t- today's show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope that you'll uh, join us again next week. And don't forget, if you're catching us on YouTube, to hit that uh, subscribe button as well as that bell so you'll know whenever a new show is uh, put out. And also, you can subscribe to us on the audio version of the podcast at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, wherever you listen to a podcast, you can get Mets Musing. So hit that uh, subscribe button as well so you'll always know when a new edition is out. And as I said, that's going to wrap it up. Mets have a four-game series with Washington. And... uh, Let's hope for three out of four on this one because it's not going to get any easier. All right. I will see you next time. But until then, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. I'm Gary Mack, and I will see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings. <laughs>